like all myths, if you look at it for too long, the cracks start to show. This is Castle Stories, a podcast from Newcastle Castle about the rich history of the Northeast. Welcome to this episode of Castle Stories. I'm your host, David Silk. Castle Stories is a podcast where we will be discussing all sorts of historical tidbits about castle life, the Middle Ages, and the history of Newcastle and the Northeast as a whole. In future episodes, we will be arranging to have speakers in the studio with me, but for now, due to COVID, I'm flying solo. I'm going to kick things off by talking about some of the most common myths that we hear regarding medieval castles. This week, we're going to start with one of the most persistent of these myths. You may have heard or read that stairs in castle towers always go up clockwise. Is this true? Well, there's a very simple answer to that question. No. How do we know this? Well, there are loads of medieval castles still standing, with clockwise and anti-clockwise stairs. According to Neil Guy's extensive survey in the Castle Studies Group Journal, approximately 30% of all surviving spiral staircases in castles go anti-clockwise. So, most castle stairs go up clockwise, but all of them definitely do not. So, why has this become such a common myth about castles? And what is the reason given for this clockwise turn of the stairs? Let's start by laying out the myth itself. The idea is that stairs were built clockwise to help right-handed defenders on the stairs. The idea is that if two right-handed sword fighters were battling on the stairs, the intruder coming up the stairs would find themselves hampered in swinging their sword by the central pillar. The defender, on the other hand, standing upstairs, will have the wide sweep of the staircase, giving plenty of room to swing their sword. Seems to make sense, right? Let's break down why this probably isn't the case. To begin with, there's that 30% of castle staircases built anti-clockwise. Supposedly, according to this myth, this would give the advantage to the attackers. A poor choice of design, I'm sure you'd agree, in any defensive structure. If it were a real defensive feature, we would expect it to be pretty uniform across all castles, similar to things like arrow slits, battlements and moats, which appear in most castles and don't differ very much. Secondly, the romantic idea of people swashbuckling up and down the stairs like Errol Flynn belongs more in movies than in real life. If the enemy had managed to bypass all of your other defences, climbed over the walls, broken down your gatehouse, and you were sword fighting up the stairs in your own keep, then the jig really was up. Maybe you could topple heavy objects down the stairs to slow the enemy down, but the time for fancy swordplay was long past. The fact is that these spaces within the tower were not really designed for fighting at all. In the name of science, I've put my own life in deadly peril doing a bit of research with a co-worker and a couple of medieval swords on the staircase. I feel I should note at this point, it's easy to stay six feet apart when there's two long swords between you. Now, even the main spiral stairs in the castle keep would be a tight squeeze to properly swing a sword on. And most castle staircases are much smaller and tighter than those. Another bit of information, gathered by fighting George on the stairs, is to do with the shape of the steps themselves. The steps within these circular towers are shaped like stacked wedges of cheese, with the point of the triangle attached to the central pillar, and the widest part of the step being against the outer wall. In this case, 
the intruder at the bottom of the stairs to give themselves the maximum room to swing their sword would be standing on the widest part of the step, while the defender, on the other hand, who supposedly has the advantage over them, would be teetering on the narrowest part of the step next to the central pillar. This is a pretty unsafe place to stand at the best of times, never mind while sword fighting in pointy medieval shoes. The hypothesis about spiral stairs also relies on the idea that the defenders would invariably be up at the top of the tower, with the attackers entering from the ground floor at the bottom. But in reality, castle buildings usually have a number of floors, a number of entrances and lots of different chambers. And the main entrance to a castle keep is usually not on the ground floor, but on the first, second or even third floor meaning that defenders could well be putting themselves at a disadvantage against enemies breaking in through the main door, if this myth were true. So there we go. It all seems quite logical when laid out like that, but like all good myths, logic isn't taken fully into account. So where did this idea originate from? Buildings archaeologist James Wright of Triscoll Heritage has researched this very question on his blog, and has found that the earliest reference to this idea is not until the early 20th century. That's right, there is no mention of the direction of spiral staircases relating to sword fighting from any medieval document. The first person to propose this idea was an English art critic called Sir Theodore Andrea Cook, in a book called Spirals in Nature and Art. He thought it was more natural for a right-handed architect to draw a right-handed spiral, anti-clockwise, and that as the majority of medieval staircases went round clockwise that the architects must have been going against their natural instincts for some particular purpose. He was himself a fencing obsessive, so naturally was interested in swordsmanship, and also seems to have been strongly focused on a belief that left-handed people were more talented in their chosen field. So he was obviously interested in handedness as a concept. If you put these together, spirals, fencing and handedness, you get his theory and he was probably the first person to offer an explanation for this apparent bias in the direction that staircases turned. This idea really took off fast, and within 10 years it was being repeated by other academics, and soon it was part of common knowledge about castles, accepted uncritically as a fact. It's easy to see what the appeal is. It presents itself as a piece of secret or hidden knowledge, a sort of trick behind castle design that makes for a satisfyingly pithy fact. It makes a certain amount of sense at first glance as well, but like all myths, if you look at it for too long, the cracks start to show. It's also quite possible that this theory became popular in light of the information that we do have on this subject. None. We simply don't know why stairs turned in one direction or another. In some contexts, it might simply be a matter of style. Symmetrical guardhouses on either side of a gate, with one anti-clockwise and one clockwise stair, for example. From a practical standpoint, there's no evidence from the time or anything since that holds up to real scrutiny. It was an architectural decision taken by the Masons, and the stairs were primarily a way of getting from one floor to another in as space-efficient a way as possible, within the tight confines of a thick-walled tower. This region of the country... On the border between England and Scotland, though, has an interesting footnote in the story of this myth. People on the border between England and Scotland who were left-handed were sometimes known as cur-fisted, named for the curs 
who were a powerful family of border reavers, who were supposedly mostly left-handed. The myth goes that in their castles, the staircases were built anti-clockwise to allow for left-handed swordplay. However, once again, I'm going to cast a note of scepticism over this. When you apply the facts of the theory to this, an anti-clockwise staircase would allow the space for a left-handed swordsman at the top of the stairs to swing their sword, but it would also give the same advantage to a right-handed swordsman coming up the stairs. So, unless the Kurs were only ever fighting left-handed swordsmen, this would seem self-defeating. It also relies on the idea that not only all of the Kerr family, but also all of their, presumably mostly right-handed soldiers, were being trained to fight left-handed in order that they might, at some hypothetical point, get a minor advantage when sword-fighting on the stairs. Finally, looking at a floor plan of Sesford Castle, one of the main Kerr strongholds, it looks like it has one staircase going anti-clockwise and another going clockwise which it has in common with a lot of other late medieval castles. Now, Sesford Castle was certainly a strong fortress. The Earl of Surrey besieged it in 1523 and complained that despite the 11 cannon he had with it, that the castle was all but impregnable. The castle was eventually surrendered to him and he doesn't mention anything about the staircases being unusual or how difficult it would be to fight left-handed swordsmen on them. Now, I haven't been able to find an accurate floor plan of the other major Kerr castle, Fernihurst Castle. This has been heavily restored and is currently being used as a hotel, but if anyone does have any information about the stairs in Fernihurst Castle, it would be great to hear from you. Just pop us an email to info at newcastlecastle.co.uk and let us know what you think. So, there you go. Is that one castle myth debunked? Or do you still like the idea that the clockwise turn on castle stairs is to do with sword fighting? Next week, we're going to have a look at the archetypal medieval dungeon, complete with prisoners chained to the walls, infernal torture devices, and underground chambers where prisoners could be dumped and forgotten. So join us then, and until then, goodbye. Castle Stories is a Newcastle Castle production. This week's host was David Silk. You can find out more about Castle Stories and about Newcastle Castle at newcastlecastle.co.uk.